You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as Dr. David Klingler walks us through God's Word and teaches the Bible. Each episode has a study guide available in the show notes. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to Teach Me the Bible podcast. We are in Genesis. And so if you've uh, been along with us for this ride up to this point, uh, welcome back. We're going to pick up. We it, You'll know that we ended uh, part of the way through chapter 4 in, in verse 16. And so we're going to pick up today in verse 17 and continue to try to make sense of these details so that we can make sense of the rest of the story much, much easier. So, um, so we're, we're looking at Cain right now. We're watching Cain and we're about to watch uh, what happens to him and to his family. And as these two teams, the, the woman's team, to, so to speak, team might not be the right word, but uh, the woman's team and the serpent's team kind of uh, developing out here. And so if you want to pick us up and Verse 17. Yeah. We'd all appreciate it, I think. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so you have the Cain that kills Abel, and Abel was, uh, is about to be replaced. We're going to find, uh, find that uh, as we come into the, the next chapter. Uh, but Cain, Cain has identified himself with the crouching one, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 that's, um, the serpent. Uh, and the, we find in 417 the same language back in 41. That uh, that now Cain uh, knew his wife, and she conceived and brought forth Enoch, mm-hmm. and he built a city, and he called the name of the city Enoch after the name of his son. Mm-hmm. A couple of things that we need to point out here, and again, this is how story develops, right? And so, so if you're kind of this literal person who wants the the narrator to stop and tell you the significance of every detail, <laughs> that's not how story works, right? But you're supposed to see it. What we're doing is we're alerting you, saying, "Hey, heads up! This is what's mm-hmm. coming." Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the 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 narrator uh, Moses, the uh, the director of the Lord, he he knows what's coming, <laughs> um, but we don't as the readers. Yeah. Well, those of us who've read it already yeah. can yeah. kind of alert you to what yeah. we've already watched coming. the movie. <clears throat> so yeah. we're 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 spoiling it for yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> we we watched the movie several times, and 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 you know, like when you watch a, a movie ten or twelve times, you're always seeing more connections. Like I never saw that. that right. Wow, that that's mm-hmm. that's exactly right. You know, um, um, you know, just all of these details that that are at the beginning of the movie, um, that that play out uh, as mm-hmm. the story goes along. But anyway, so Cain uh, knew his wife Eve, and she conceived and gave birth to Enoch. And he built a city, and he called the name of the city Enoch after the name of his son. A couple things to point out. One, um, Enoch is making his own name great, and he's building a city. He's not being fruitful and multiplying and fill the earth and subduing it, hmm. according to the word of the Lord. Yeah. He's doing the opposite. He's gathering in one place, building a city to make his name great. Hmm. Not uh, making the Lord's name great, making his name great, not being fruitful, multiply, fill in the earth, but gathering in one place. Yeah. You're going to see all of this play out in spades. What begins with one person doing it here, everyone is going to do it uh, in uh, chapter 11, mm-hmm. uh, the Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so this is how the storyteller is saying, yep, they're blowing it. Yeah. Well, um, so like here, here he's just naming it after himself. Yep. Chapter 11, it, they explicitly use that language. To make Let's their, make a name for make ourselves. Make a name for yourself, yeah. make our name great, yep. to rise up to God and all right. that. Right, right. And Enoch, uh, now to Enoch was born Erad, and to Erad, 
uh, became the father or, or brought forth Mahujalal. Mahujalal uh, brought forth Methushael. Methushael became the father of Lamech. And Lamech took for himself two wives, hmm. two Nashim. Um, Nashim is a wife, uh, wives plural. The next time this language is going to show up is in chapter 6. Hmm. It came about when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, daughters were born to them, and the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were tov, beautiful, and they took Nashim, took wives to themselves, whomever they chose. They're hmm. multiplying wives. Wow. Uh, this is a direct contradiction to 224. One man, one woman, one flesh. Mm-hmm. Now it's one man, two women, right? And multiple <laughs> wives. Least, yeah. uh, and, uh, uh, and so you get this focus on Lamech, uh, Enoch in uh, verse 17, and Lamech in verse 19. In the next chapter, in Seth's genealogy, we're also going to have an Enoch and a Lamech. Mm. And in those geneal in that genealogy, there's going to be a, an explanation of those two yeah. as well. And so literally you're to contrast. Yeah, you get these Enoch, parallel characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah Enoch who uh, builds a city and make his name great, and Enoch who walks with God, Lamech, who's taking multiple wives and having children and doing stuff to make their name great, and the Lamech who has a son and names him Noah, saying this is the one who will bring the rest. Mm-hmm. And so there's a there's a contrast here yeah. that's yeah. Uh, that's going on. So we want to introduce uh, that. Uh, uh, and so uh, and, and so uh, he took to himself two wives. The name of the one was Ada. The name of the other was Zillah. And Ada gave birth to Jabal, uh, was the father of all those who dwell in tents and livestock. In other words, they, they gained notoriety mm-hmm. for for you know dwelling in tents and livestock. And his brother was Jubal, uh, and he was the father of all those who play the pipe and the the, the lyre and the pipe. Um, as for Zillah, she gave birth to Tubal Cain, uh, the forger the forger of implements of bronze and iron, and the sister of Tubal Cain was uh, Nama uh, Naama. Now. Hold on to some of these names because they're going to show up mm-hmm. later on in the story. And Lamech said to his wives, uh, Ada and Zillah, listen to my voice, you wives of Lamech, and give heed to my speech, for I have killed an Ish for wounding me and a boy for striking me. If Cain is avenged sevenfold, then Lamech 77. And so, you know, Cain kills Abel, and now Lamech is killing an Ish, and you're just seeing this enmity play out mm-hmm. between these two sides. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you're introduced to the sevenfold and the seventy-sevenfold. Yeah. So these guys are all doing opposite the word of the Lord up yeah. to this point, and that's it, kind of the point. Right? Yeah. yeah, there's no neutral characters yeah. in story uh, unless they walk in to move the plot along, mm-hmm. and we call those a flat character. But um, but but neutral characters don't move the plot. Yeah, uh, they can walk in and throw something in front of a positive character or a negative <laughs> character. But the positive and negative characters, they're, they're the ones that move the plot. And so yeah. the conflict is playing out between these two sides. And so then the, the frame, the picture goes back over to Adam. And, and Adam knew his wife uh, again, and she gave birth to a son. Uh, again, more of that Genesis 3.16 language. Mm-hmm. Uh, and named him Seth from Genesis 3.15. I will appoint enmity between you and the woman your seed and her seed, the the word there is a point. And she said, God has appointed me an, another seed. They translated offspring. There's 315. Uh, in yeah. between your seed and her, in, in, uh, her seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, appointed me another seed in place of Abel, for Cain killed him. See, Cain was the seed of the serpent. 
we need a replacement for Abel, who was the, the believer, yeah. so that the enmity can continue. Yeah. And so no Seth is team. appointed yeah. as the yeah. seed, the replacement <laughs> seed, so that the enmity can t- continue. And Seth's going to be the carrier of the promise. And so chapter 5, this is the book of the generations of Adam. Um, in the day when God created Adam, he made him in the likeness of God. <clears throat> and he created them, male and female, and he blessed them and named them Adam in the day that they were created. And so one man, one woman, one flesh, right? right. right? Adam and Eve. <clears throat> and they, plural, were named Adam, singular. And when Adam lived 130 years, he became the father of a son in his own likeness, according to his image, and named him Seth. And so Adam is created in God's image, mm-hmm. Seth is in Adam's image. And then the days of Adam, uh, um, uh, then the days of Adam after he became the father of Seth were 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. And so you're going to see this other sons and daughters, and other sons and daughters, and other sons and daughters all the way through this whole genealogy. Mm-hmm. There's going to be one line, one seed, one child, one male that is tracked throughout this genealogy from son, from father to son, father to son, father to son, and then the, uh, and then the father has other sons and daughters, mm-hmm. other sons and daughters. And so, um, basically, this is a formula that says uh, the father lived X number of years, had mm-hmm. the child that's going to carry the promise, lived. Longer, and he died. Mm-hmm. He had other sons and daughters, and he died. Mm-hmm. And so the death rate is one per person, <laughs> all the way through this passage until we, at least until we get to Enoch. Uh, and so had other sons and daughters, he died. Other sons and daughters, he died. And you have this genealogy. And the genealogy goes all the way down uh, with no added detail yeah. until you get to Enoch, which is in verse 21. And Enoch lived 65 years and became the father of Methuselah. Uh, and uh, and Methuselah, I'm sorry, Methuselah. And Methuselah, uh, then Enoch walked with God 300 years after he became the father of Methuselah. And he had other sons and daughters. Uh, walked with God. Um, this is new language, is going to be introduced. Uh, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. These are the records of the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his day. Noah walked Walk with, with God. Yeah. Uh, and, and so to walk with God in chapter 12, Abram is going to walk according to the word of the Lord. And, and that's what it means is to walk according to the word of the Lord. Walk, mm-hmm. walk according to the promises. Mm-hmm. Walk according to the revelation. Enoch does this. The other Enoch is rejecting the revelation, is building not cities. being fruitful and multiplying <laughs> yeah. and filling the earth. He's building right. cities, make his name great. And, and so he's actually doing the opposite of what's right in the eyes of the Lord or mm-hmm. walking according to the word of the Lord. Uh, and uh, and then you, you continue down through uh, Methuselah to Lamech, and Lamech uh, uh, lived 182 years and became the father of the son. And he called his name Noah, which means rest, which comes mm-hmm. from Genesis 2.15. Mm-hmm. God uh, knoweth Adam in the garden to serve it and to keep it. He rested Adam in the garden to serve it and to keep it. That rest was lost. They were banished from the garden. And Lamech is looking for one who will restore the rest. Mm-hmm. The other Lamechs over there multiplying wives, killing people, and <laughs> making a name for himself. Sons make a name for themselves. And this Lamech's over here waiting, looking patiently yeah. for the promised one to yeah. come. And Noah is the one uh, he, who is going to remove 
he said, um, now he called his name Rest, saying, this is one who will give us, they translate it Rest, uh, it's, it's, it's comfort, mm-hmm. uh, comfort from our work and from the toil of our hands. The word there, toil, they're translating toil, is from etsev. It's the same sorrow. word back in 316, mm-hmm. 317, it's sorrow. This is the one who will remove the sorrow. In sorrow you shall bring forth sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're looking for the one who will remove the sorrow, mm-hmm. who will restore the rest, who will restore what was lost at the garden and restore eternal life. And uh, and, and and so that's what Lamech is looking for. Uh, and all the days of Lamech were 777 years, and he died. And Noah was 500 years old, and Noah became the father of Shem and Ham and Japheth. So they got three sons. And he has three sons. Well, why is there three sons? Uh, and these three sons are going to have one wife apiece, mm-hmm. and Noah's going to have one wife, and that would make eight. And so only eight are going to get onto the boat in mm-hmm. contrast to what's coming. Now, mm-hmm. when we get, I uh, just want to introduce next uh, next time, and and we we'll probably need to shut it down here pretty, uh, pretty mm-hmm. soon. But, but um, there's no stop in play. The, the, the scene continues mm-hmm. right into chapter six. Yeah. Uh, the grammatical construction continues. So whatever you're doing with chapter five, you need to interpret chapter six in light of chapter five. Mm-hmm. And, and so the first verse in chapter six is, it came about when men began to multiply on the face of the land, uh, when Adam began to multiply on the face of the land, the daughters were born to them. Oh, well, That's that exactly ma- what's yep. been going on in chapter five. Yeah, that makes sense of the detail. Other sons and daughters, yeah. other sons and daughters, exactly. other sons and daughters. And so exactly. Adam began to multiply. On the, uh, and the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were tov. And so next time we'll pick it up and we'll talk about how chapter six fits right into chapter five mm-hmm. and, and probably talk, in, uh, talk about uh, you know the Jude and first Peter and mm-hmm. second Peter and how this all fits together and yeah. uh, and uh, and. See if we can't get a good, good interpretation. I have a feeling a lot of people will be interested in chapter six. That's, chapter there's a six lot of controversy around. There's a lot it. of yeah. chapter, a lot of controversy, and so the question is, how are we to understand the term or the phrase "sons of God"? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and we're going to go back to chapter five to follow to find our answer. Uh, others are going to go to other places in the Bible, mm-hmm. Job or other other right, right. Uh, places to find their answer. Uh, but literarily, if five goes right into six, and grammatically five goes into six with no break, mm-hmm. then you have no literary warrant to not consider chapter six in light of chapter five. Right. And that's what we'll right. do next time. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Well, we're continuing to uh, to interpret the detail and try to make sense of this. And, and we're hoping that it is making sense to you and that it's really, you're, hopefully it's already knocking down some dominoes and you're thinking ahead. But if not, just hang on in with us and uh, this will all become clearer as as we continue to uh, interpret the story. So uh, join us next week for chapter six. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast. Our desire is to use the power of God's word to change lives. For more information, download our app. Join us next week for another episode of Teach Me the Bible.